Welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm your host, Veronica Peretti. I'm a yoga teacher, a coach, and most importantly, an astrologer. And that's why I come to you every week here in your podcast feed to let you know what's going on up there in the heavens so that you can dictate your fate down here on earth. Let's get started. So now that we know that we can't trust that Facebook and Instagram will be there, I thought it would be a good time to remind you that you can text me at 917-540-3401. Text I'm in to 917-540-3401 and you'll get my astrology updates two or three times a week. Usually when the moon changes signs, I'll let you know when important stuff is happening, like Mercury retrograde or new moons or full moons or eclipses, all of the good stuff. So make sure you text me. I'm in to 917-540-3401. Welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica. And this week we have a full moon in Gemini. It is the official end of eclipse season. And it is our last full week with the sun in Sagittarius. So before I get into the podcast, I want to remind you that on Sunday, December 19th, I'm teaching my annual workshop, Dictate Your Fate, an astrology workshop to welcome 2022. This is the workshop that I teach every year to give you the forecast for what's coming up next year, a nice overview. We'll do a guided meditation and some intention setting for next year as well. And two lucky students will get a mini chart reading in front of the group. If you're willing and interested, there'll be an option for you to win. So I hope you join me. It's at 4 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, December 19th, this Sunday. And you can sign up using the link in the show notes. Okay, so let's get into the episode. We have so much to talk about this week. We're coming off of that Venus-Pluto conjunction on Saturday the 11th. The Venus-Pluto conjunction was the first of three because Venus is going to retrograde this weekend. So we have Venus retrograding on Sunday the 19th, right when we're having our workshop, which is not ideal for our workshop, but life gets in the way sometimes and you can't always pick the perfect astrological day. And that's okay because we know what we're working with, which means that hopefully we'll prepare for the things that could potentially go wrong. And that's why you're listening to this podcast. So coming off the Venus conjunct Pluto on Saturday, you might have had some intense stuff come up this weekend. Now, Pluto does rule death and destruction. And we say that so often that it almost feels like we're talking about breakfast cereal when we're talking about the most intense parts of being a human being. But that is what Pluto oversees. So many people were upset this weekend because a beloved character from the Sex and the City franchise was killed off for lack of a better way of putting it. And if you haven't watched it yet, I am not going to tell you who, but it was the epitome of Venus conjunct Pluto because it has to do with love and sex and desire and romance and our fantasies and of course, death and loss. So 
We are all reeling as a nation from that occurrence. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I don't know where you live because it is all over the internet and social media. And I read countless articles about it this weekend and it's all anybody was texting me about. But I was laughing because it was so Venus-Pluto conjunction. So we're going to have two more of those. So whatever came up this weekend, you're going to get a revisit from. And for many of us, it's going to be about money because Venus is in Capricorn and Pluto is, of course, also in Capricorn. For many of us, it's going to probably be about our families. And for some of us, it's going to be about our romantic relationships. In a way, what happened with the Sex and the City reboot made a lot of people also really grateful and appreciative for their partners. And so that is another experience of that Venus-Pluto, a deepening of your connection, a deepening of your love for your person. Pluto always encourages us to plumb the depths. This Venus-Pluto conjunction that we're going to be dancing with until early March because of Venus's retrograde pattern, we're going to be able to deepen our relationships. And that's a really nice byproduct of the Venus conjunct Pluto. It might be that you want to deepen your relationships. And if someone isn't willing to come with you, then it's time to say goodbye. And that's the death and the loss part of Pluto. Pay attention to what comes up over the next um, few months with that Venus Pluto situation. And we've got a lot of other stuff going on this week that is going to have you delving into your relationships more deeply. So one is that Mars, who's the other planet of relationship, Mars and Venus, they work together when it comes to our relationships. You know, Venus is about receiving. Mars is about taking. So they're both about desire in their own way. Mars knows what it wants and it goes after it. Venus knows what it wants and it opens us up to receiving it. So Mars moved into Sagittarius on Monday. And when he did that, he met up with the South Node. This is helping us flush out eclipse season. So if you have some stuff that you really just got to get rid of, some old stale beliefs, some people or things that are just dragging you down, this Mars conjunct the South Node this week is really encouraging us to finally say, you know what? It's enough. You know what? I'm going to let go of holding on to those skinny jeans at the back of the closet. It's just, it's time to, to move on and accept who I am now. That Venus Pluto might encourage you to deepen your experience of self-love. So this might not have anything to do with your relationships. It might also have a lot to do with your relationship with yourself, which is your primary relationship, frankly. And if you don't have a healthy relationship with yourself, it's really hard to be in relationship with other people. So depending on where this is activating your chart, you're going to have a different experience of it. If you're a person with a ton of Capricorn in your first house, this is going to be a lot about your self-love and your partnerships. And if you're a person with Capricorn in your 10th house, this is going to have a lot to do with money and reputation and being out in the world. So it really depends on your specific chart. Either way, Mars conjunct the South Node is a really, really good opportunity to flush some stuff out, to let it go. Of course, we're moving to the end of this official eclipse season. Eclipses can take up to six months to sort of unpack themselves, 
But the traditional eclipse season is kicked out by the lunation after the last eclipse, which will be the full moon occurring on Saturday. So before we get to the full moon, the Mars in moving into Sagittarius is going to make you really want to make decisions and make things happen because Mars in Sagittarius is really energetic. You might have your finger on the book now button and you might want to plan your next vacation. My husband is a Sagittarius. His birthday was on this Sunday. So the Venus-Pluto conjunction is in his solar return chart, which will be interesting for us over the next year of his life. But he's always planning the next vacation. Even when we're on vacation, he's planning the next vacation. So that is a very Sagittarian thing. With Mars and Sag, we're all going to be angling to get out of wherever we are. So it can be helpful to book something because it'll give you something to look forward to. But also remind yourself that traveling or getting outside of yourself is not just a physical thing. Sagittarius is also the sign of meditation and yogic teachings and higher learning and getting into the things that scratch at your itch for faith and spirituality. So if you've been wanting to return to whatever your spiritual practices, this might be a time where you have the motivation to do so. You're just going to also have a lot of motivation to have fun and feel hopeful and perhaps take some risks. Now, normally Mars and Sagittarius or Mars in any of the fire signs, I would say be careful about the risks you choose to take. But luckily, Mercury moved into Capricorn on Monday. Mercury in Capricorn is a planner. Mercury in Capricorn is pragmatic. So this is a great opportunity to plan your 2022, which is a great reason to come to the workshop with me on Sunday. It's also a great time to get honest about your goals because Capricorn is uh, a visionary, but it's not in the clouds. It's grounded on earth. It is the mountain. It rules the rocks, right? So the mountain is steadily in the earth, but reaches to the highest peaks. So you can be a visionary, but you know that your plan has to be grounded on something real. And that's what Mercury and Capricorn helps us do. So if you want to plan out your 2022, these next few weeks that Mercury's in Capricorn is the perfect time. And it is a good time to consider who do you want on your team? Who do you want in your car as you drive into 2022? Because Capricorn likes to be the CEO, right? So at the top of the hierarchy, but they need support. So who do you want supporting you? So the good news about Mercury being Capricorn is that it brings some pragmatism to that Mars and Sagittarius. And together, they help us take calculated risks. So this is a good time to plan out your calculated risks for 2022. So maybe you do book the vacation, but you don't spend on the most expensive resort because Venus is about to go retrograde and that is going to have an impact on the markets and finances and money and the way people approach money and maybe the way you approach your money. So you don't want to necessarily do too big a splurge right now. Now, this week is actually kind of quiet 
There's a lot of shifting energy because we have two of our inner planets, Mercury, which rules our, our mind and our communication, and Mars, which rules our motivation and our energy level. They're changing signs early in the week, so that creates a big shift. But by and large, there's not a lot of drama with the planets until we get to the weekend. So this Saturday, we have the full moon in Gemini. And of course, that helps us say goodbye to eclipse season, good riddance. This is a full moon that is pretty intense, though, because Mercury in Capricorn is going to be in a square with Chiron. Remember, Venus is about to retrograde the day after, just really a few hours after that full moon. And we just had the Venus-Pluto conjunction. So we might be feeling a little bit raw. We might be feeling a little bit vulnerable. And Mercury square Chiron means that we might express that. We might tell that to someone. Now, Mercury and Capricorn can be kind of stoic. So there's the possibility that you're going to want to say it, but you don't because you know that it's going to lead to World War III. But some of us are, of course, going to lean into that Mars more and we're just going to let it out. So pay attention to your relationships. And if there's someone who seems like they want to say something and they're not, or maybe someone just spills it all out on you. Now, Mars is going to still be conjunct that south node. So there's going to be this feeling of wanting to release. And full moons are, of course, the beginning of the release part of the moon cycle. And not to mention that Venus conjunct Pluto that I keep talking about is still activating us. So you might say goodbye to some relationships. You might say goodbye to some partnerships. Remember, Gemini is the twins. So Gemini rules how we interact with other people. All the air signs, Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius, have to do with connection and communication. So this is a full moon that you might say, you know what, we partnered for 2021, and it was great, but in 2022, I want something different. You know, maybe you change email providers, maybe you change jobs, maybe you change your assistant, maybe you change your acupuncturist, I don't know. But there's going to be some shift in how you connect with the other people in your world. Now, Gemini is the twins, but it also rules multiples. So the good thing about Gemini, the highest experience of Gemini, is that it enables us to be able to see from all directions. It it enables us to see the other person's perspective in a pure way. So we get out of our own self. And that's the highest experience of Gemini. So it's possible that this full moon gives you an opportunity for healing something in your relationships. Maybe you've been holding back and not saying this that something really bothers you. And maybe that other person you're relating to is also having the same experience. And maybe you're able to actually come together and see the situation from each person's perspective. It might be that with Venus retrograde on the horizon, old relationship traumas are coming up in your memories. It might not be an actual thing that's happening with the person, but it's happening in your mind or your heart. In which case, you might want to do a ritual around that. 
maybe it's time to forgive that person that hurt you all the way back in college or all the way back in kindergarten. And you write a forgiveness statement to them on a piece of paper and then burn it and let it go. This would be a great way to use the energy of this full moon. And you don't even actually have to have the uncomfortable conversation with the person, especially if they're no longer in your life or they're no longer present on earth. Now, of course, that brings us to Venus retrograde on Sunday, which is the big thing this week. So interestingly enough, Chiron is going to station direct the same day. So this gives us a great opportunity for healing. Venus is about two things above all else, love and values. And of course, money comes into that. We talk about money a lot when we talk about Venus, especially because Venus is in Capricorn, which is all about material possessions. But Venus at the end of the day is about how we love and how we want to be loved. And what we value is often what we love. And so for some people, they value their time. For some people, they value their money. For some people, they value their relationships. For some people, they value their relationship with their family above anything else. So we're going to get a masterclass over the next few months in what we value. With Chiron stationing direct the same day, there's going to be an opportunity for healing here. We also have the sun sextiling Jupiter the same day, which means that this is a really a nice opportunity for expansion. So I am cautiously optimistic about this Venus retrograde. The thing about Venus going deep with Pluto over this time is that we always transform when Pluto is involved. It doesn't mean the transformation is easy and healing our past hurts, our past traumas, our wounds that have been inflicted by others. It's the hardest stuff to go through. And we're going to be going through it the next couple of months. So the retrograde is going to last from the 19th of December to to the 29th of January. It's, of course, going to impact our sense of financial security and our money. That's going to be at the forefront for a lot of people. So I keep reminding you, make sure that the Christmas shopping is done and you put a couple of extra dollars in the savings account. But for a lot of us, we're going to have ghosts of the past show up, whether they are ex-boyfriends or girlfriends, whether they are ex-husbands, whether they are just people or friends from the past that have let us down. The idea of those people and perhaps the people themselves may show up in your life. Because it's in Capricorn, and Capricorn is a very serious sign, you want to beware of too much rehashing and regretting of the past. You want to use this time as an opportunity for healing and moving forward. And if that means you have to do a little bit of wallowing or mourning or go through some grief that you had neglected before, that's okay. But don't let it take you out. The good news is that Capricorn is also very responsible. So you're going to be able to look at those past hurts with a very responsible, mature eye because Capricorn is the sign of the wise elder. So there's definitely something for you to learn here. And the best news about it is that coming out on the other side of this, once we get into February, you're going to get clear about what you want to commit to going forward, who you're willing to commit to, 
and how you want to receive commitment from others. And so this will make us all just better partners, better in our relationships. It's going to make us more able to show up fully for the people that we do love and more clear about how we love them. That's the highest experience of this possible retrograde situation. So I hope that gives you some cautious optimism about this time. You do want to pay attention to your bank accounts. You do want to make sure there's no like extra charges or funny things like that. You know, retrogrades are about the rewords. So when it comes to Venus retrograde, we're thinking about returns on investment. We're thinking about reinvesting in things. We're thinking about revising our investments. We're thinking about recommitting. So all things that have to do with the things that you value. Remember, what you value doesn't have to be money, and it doesn't have to be your relationships. It might be your time. It might be that you realize that having more time to yourself and more freedom is more important than having the big paycheck. So we're all going to have an experience of reviewing what's important to us over the next couple of months. Now, a little preview into next week. We're going to have Mercury trine Uranus which is really nice. That's on Monday, and that's going to help us work pragmatically with all of the changes that are going on. And then on Tuesday, the sun is going to enter Capricorn, which is, in other words, the winter solstice, the shortest day of the year. So I'll talk to you next week. Until then, make sure you go sign up for the workshop on Sunday, and I hope to see you there on Zoom. The link is in the show notes below. All right. Bye. Have you ever thought, I love listening to this podcast, but I just wish I had a cheat sheet? Well, I made one for you. Thanks to other listeners just like you, I have decided to make the Astro Cheat Sheet. So go to astrocheatsheet.com and download yours right now. You'll get a little blurb about each of the planets and each of the signs, and it'll help you follow along. You can even save the image in your images, on your iPhone, or whatever you use, your Samsung, whatever. And while you're listening, just check in with the planets and the signs. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. And tell your friends. Finally, come find me on Instagram, at Veronica Peretti. I'll talk to you next week.